folks, and welcome to the Santa Clarita Valley Leadership and Business Solutions webcast. My name is Paul Raggio. And I'm Lisa Raggio, and we are proud to be partnering with The Signal to bring you conversations on leadership development and best business practices. Today, we are going to focus on tips on transitioning your teams from working remotely to returning to the office. We will share some insights from our research and how we are guiding our clients in their plans for their return to the office. But before that, Paul has some exciting news. Well, and as part of that, and especially it ties in with this subject is, is that we offer a business health checkup and it's complimentary. And so we'll send you a questionnaire and we have two or three different types and it may range from anywhere from 40 to 100 questions, but the purposes of it is, is to really review your business from the A to Z, uh, your financials, your strategies, your plans, your guarantees that you may have, uh, how your team is operating, where are, you, where are you going in terms of your marketing plan and some of the other things associated with the growth of your business. Take advantage of it. Uh, all you have to do is message us and then we'll email you it and then it'll take 60 to 90 minutes of your time. And we assure you that you'll get value out of this. Yes, and to sign up for a business health checkup, you can go to onetruenorthcoach.com and you'll find out more, more on our homepage. So let's get into our discussion that I know a lot of business owners and organizational leaders are trying to navigate through right now with the return to the office. Paul, you came across some interesting statistics in our research that it would be good to share with our listeners. Yes, it, you know, we uh, subscribe to the Harvard Business Review and I'm on one of their review panels. And so they conducted a recent survey and it was from the Harvard Business School of 1500 employees and it revealed about 81% of them either don't want to come back at all or would prefer a hybrid model of work. And of those employees, 27% uh, hope to remain working remotely full time, while 61% would prefer to work from home two or three days a week. Only 18% want to return to in-person work full time. So we thought this was meaningful to at least frame where we're headed in this discussion today. And I think it's important also to think through where we are in terms of the pandemic. So this summer, we've started to reopen and we saw that the mask mandate has gone away. And there's a lot of contemplation by employers on how to bring people back to work. And it's not gonna be the same as it was prior to the pandemic, it'll be different. But this is also a transition period. Uh, you know, we still have this Delta variant of the uh, the COVID that's that's uh, creeping into our population. We don't know what that's going to look like through the fall period. We don't know if there's going to be additional dosages required of the vaccine. So there's some uncertainty on how it's going to impact the workforce. What we can predict with some level of certainty is, is by next spring, we'll be in a new novel business environment. It'll be different than what it was before the pandemic, uh, but it'll be something that we will be able to stabilize in terms of business growth after that. And you can start doing longer term forecasting on the impact of your business. So what do you do right now? 
I mean, this is really the question and, and we're getting the same question uh, from our clients is what should we be doing in terms of our workforce today? Most have gone to a virtual environment to go get through the pandemic. You saw that there, or at least there was some concerns that productivity were impacted as well as sales. And so there's some contemplation now about how do we get the work workforce engaged, but we don't want to dispense with those things that we adopted during the pandemic that were really beneficial to our productivity. And, and we've seen uh, that in the virtual environment, some of those businesses that really clarified how they're going to operate during the pandemic virtually did very well. They established the standards, they had the tools, they had the technology to be able to do that. Where others that didn't uh, grasp onto this virtual environment didn't do as well. So uh, part of the thing that we wanna talk about today in light of those statistics I just gave you is how do we wrap our hands around this and then really think through in a deliberate fashion what do we do during this transition period, knowing that we may change again come next spring or fall? Right. And, you know, as you talk and we um, think about how we're going to proceed with laying out somewhat of a, a plan that's going to be helpful, uh, I'm really mindful of where it starts, and that is mindset, um, like everything else. This is an unprecedented time that we've still been experiencing. What we're coaching our clients on is uh, be able to move forward, even though we don't feel 100% comfortable. And uh, because as, as you just talked about, this is ever changing. Um, and there, there hasn't been a, a point, and I'm not sure it will, where it's completely stable and you think, okay, now I can make a decision which I know 100% security, stability moving forward. So we talk about a mindset of, what is it that you're going to proceed with now being fully transparent and authentic and be willing to move forward at 80% and, and not, not in this 100% perfect and embrace progress over perfection. So let's just start with that, how important it is to be looking at our mindset as we start to create a plan for the return to the office. Yeah, this is a really important point in that the more as a leader or as a business owner, the more you equivocate on what to do next, the greater impact on your workforce. It's just that simple. If, if you're like this, uncertain about what you're going to do, because you have control over that, what you're going to do, it will definitely have a morale impact on your workforce. So, you know, we talk a lot about planning and how do you do this? And this is a big elephant that you've got to eat. And so you take it one bite at a time. It's, it's very important that you provide some guidance or clarification to your staff, whatever that may be. It may be that you say, hey, I'm only capable of making a decision for the next month or two. And this is what we're going to do. But provide that. Provide whatever that guidance is because it reduces the anxiety and the workforce, and it allows them to become much more productive. They aren't worrying about, okay, what's gonna happen tomorrow? Or what's gonna happen next month? You, you have the ability to control that with your workforce, 
and it would be important that you deliver those messages. So Lisa's absolutely right with this mindset. You've got to get clarity in your own mind about those incremental steps you're going to take to finally get to this novel business environment that will take place next spring. That's, that's critical as your first step as a leader in this type of situation. It is. And so we say again, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. As a client said the other day, I, can, I feel better now knowing that, that there isn't a, a win so much in this as now I have a direction going forward, but not a final decision, but I have a direction. And that makes a lot of sense for now that at least your team will know where you're headed and you're seeking to find what is going to be best for the organization. The other thing to bring up, and, and again, this comes from observations from our clients and conversations, is the struggle for our business owners and leaders who really want to do right by their people. You just talked about the statistics, how many want to stay home, mm -hmm. and becoming immersed in the people and losing sight of the overall organization. And right. as you know, Paul, you and I've talked about this. I think we've shared it on this webcast, but we're Peter Drucker fans. We're Simon Sinek fans. We're Peter Drucker fans. And Peter Drucker, um, you know, uh, iconic business thought leader, organizational behavior, best practices. But he really was able to convey how an organization becomes a living body in and of its own. Mm -hmm. And thinking in terms of what's best for the organization. Right. So that's that's something else. If you want to share just a few thoughts on the struggle yeah. <laughs> and how business owners and organizational leaders need to be thinking about the organization and its vision and its future. Yeah. Well, we've we've talked a lot about and we've shared with others, you know, Google has had success. Amazon has success with these in virtual environments. Well, don't be captured by that. I mean. They've spent years developing the systems, uh, processes, and procedures to do this virtually. I mean, that is their business model. That's how they can be so geographically dispersed. That may not be the best model for you. And so that's why we encourage you to really think through what's a hybrid model. Be, and, and no matter what it is, it's going to be a hybrid because you're, the way you operated before the pandemic is not going to be the same. It just isn't. So that's part of this mindset Lisa's talking about. You have to you have to be willing to accept that fact that things have changed and you have to change the way you're doing business. Now the question is is you know to what depth is that going to take place? So when you're looking at uh, models like that or you're listening to your employees and and your employees may be uh, mirroring that same conversation that, hey, look, Google can do it or Amazon can do it. Why can't we do it? Well, because it's not the same business model. But be be deliberate and rational in your approach on how you're going to do this. And it may be looking first at just your systems within your business itself. And so systems, again, are made up of processes and procedures. No matter what, your systems that you have currently or had currently before the pandemic have now changed. They've changed going into this transition period. And guess what? They're gonna change again when you hit this new novel business environment next spring. It's just gonna happen. So it's a matter of you being able to deftly look at what those systems, processes, and procedures are and what needs to either be tweaked or radically changed today 
in order to maximize the productivity of your business. That would be the first thing that you'd have to look at. And then you'd have to retrain and recertify your people on how to actually operate in that different type of workflow. Don't expect that they're just going to pick it up. This is something that you'll have to convey to them. We're changing this. You ought to put a champion in charge of whatever system, process, or procedure they're talking about. So the champion has the responsibility to oversee this and tweak it when it's required, modify it, adapt to this transitional period, and then recertify your workforce. They have to be trained on it. It's not just making an assumption they'll know what to do. So that's probably the, the single biggest tip we can start with, and we've got a couple more. But the first is look at your existing systems and how do you have to modify them. And again, your systems are made up of processes and procedures. And what do you have to do to those to make your system the most efficient and effective system that you have operating in your business? Right, Paul. And looking through the lens of what makes sense in remote, what makes sense in the office, um, whether that's meetings, FaceTime, one-on-one, -on -one, water cooler conversations. Uh, and this is a great opportunity, by the way, for there to be um, a, a democratic approach. We've talked about this before, Paul, in regards to the different styles of leadership, and that's going to be another time where we'll be able to educate our listeners on the different styles. But the democratic style uses building consensus as its main aim. And one of the things that you can be doing is talking to your people and doing a needs assessment in regards to what their experiences were working remotely and working in the office. What were the differences? Um, what did they do better working at home? What did they do better working in the, in the office? How has their processes and procedures changed? Sometimes there can be a disconnect in regards to business owner and business leader from their people because they go into what's called action bias. And, and this is a time in which people want to rush and, you know what, now um, we're opening up again. We've got to get ready and we need to um, decide on things quickly and move forward. Wait, not so much. Again, we actually are still very fluid. <laughs> we, we have a good idea of what's coming, but it's still, um, there's still a lot to predict. And so we would caution business owners to not get into what's called action bias, which is mm -hmm. unilaterally making decisions quickly and not taking this as an opportunity to sit down or uh, virtually talk to, but have a conversation with your people. Sometimes that's one-on-one -on -one with team leads. Sometimes right. that's you can be delegating that. But, but this is a great opportunity to be talking to your people about what worked, what didn't work, and how they can be a part of the process when you say review the systems and processes um, that they're a part of it and and they feel valued and validated that you checked in with them to ask what the the organization is doing moving forward yeah this is such a key critical or a critical leadership uh, tip that we can provide for you if you're a ceo of an organization the last thing you want to do is promote your own bias. And so when you're talking to your people, like Lisa's uh, suggesting, survey them, but don't reveal your own biases while you're doing that. You know, And many of you may have a tendency to think, I got to get them back to the office because that's where your comfort level is. That's where it was prior to the pandemic. 
but that may not be the most productive uh, course of action that you can take. So when you're uh, conducting this type of survey, make sure that you don't reveal your own biases about what you want and be open about listening to some of the concerns and maybe uh, you'll actually see levels of productive productivity increase by the value that they're providing in terms of feedback. So, and, and there's another point that's important when you go to this hybrid model. All of you had certain standards and expectations that the workforce followed. Some of it was clear, some of it wasn't clear before the pandemic. But generally speaking, every business has certain, you know, you show up at work at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever it may be. You turn on your computer by nine or 9.30. You may have a morning huddle and that huddle is gonna take place at 9.15 every morning for 15 minutes. Whatever, whatever your rules were before the pandemic, again, they've changed. So if you're going to a hybrid model, you have to be able to really articulate what are the rules that you're going to operate by. So if you have people that are working virtually, what's your expectation in terms of their work hours? What is your expectation about their ability to be contacted, say certain times during the day, whether it be from 11 to two, whatever that may be, you have to define what that is. If you're using some software platforms that have the ability to do Teams like Microsoft, and you have the ability to actually check in or throughout the day, who's monitoring it? I mean, so what are you coaching your, your managers, your team leads, or your other subordinate leaders in the organization about monitoring activity? The work pulse of the day is really what it is. How are you monitoring the work pulse of the day and then you'll have to make some corrections, especially going into this, because again, it's it's a new environment for them. You're in a transition period. Everybody's trying to get used to this. You're trying to increase productivity. Every one of you is trying to ramp up your business. We already know that uh, because we, we know there's gonna be explosive economic activity for at least the next 12 months. So you're trying to think through, how do I ramp up my business as well as take care of all these other things that are occurring with trying to uh, bring the workforce back to work or how you're gonna bring the work back, you know, the workforce back to work. So reestablishing whatever these rules are or the standards that you have become really important and they'll be different than the way you had them before. Right, and I'll share with you uh, one of the observations that, that I've made in some of our coaching sessions is that, um, you know, there's a reluctancy also when when you just say in the in regards to the word rule, right? Is uh, some of our our clients thinking, well, I don't want to enforce too much. This has been a hard time. People are stressed out. Um, I want to be able to, you know, factor in what it is that they've experienced, which is understandable, and that's a sign of empathetic leadership, by the way. Uh, and also just like kids, you know, in our, our parenting, we learned that kids like rules. They, they like mm -hmm. to know what's acceptable and not accept, acceptable. Um, and, and it's really important to be establishing boundaries and then to be adhering to the boundaries. And so the business owner and leader, there's an opportunity for them to also be really modeling 
what it means to be creating and establishing rules, carrying them out and holding each other accountable. Because one of the hardest challenges during this time has been the accountability factor, how, how being in a remote environment, feeling we can't check in and check on whenever we want to and visually see, um, it's been different. And so this is a way in which business owners can establish the rules, reestablish again, because when you talked about Paul before, first is review processes and systems. And now we're talking about establishing rules, reestablishing rules, mm -hmm. because things have changed. And um, so I, I wanted to share that because I know that that's something we've experienced is somewhat of a reluctancy. How rule-based are we going to be? We've all been through a traumatic experience and continuing to, to be in one. Um, and But you can do both. They coexist. You can be empathetic and still enforce and say, we're implementing and refreshing these rules because it's important for our organization to be healthy and to thrive. Yeah. Well, and, and we've seen in the studies too, uh, some of them through Harvard Business Review, where this past year, of course, has been different for everybody. And so we've seen many of your workforce members, you know, some of them have been impacted by the virus itself. You know, they may have had a family member who's been lost. Some of them have really uh, regained a, a connection with their family uh, because they were forced to in some regards, but they they may have a whole different outlook on their own lives. and the importance of work versus the importance of family and how do you balance that? So not only is it going to be you as a CEO having to deal with just the workforce and some type of re-engagement with your work activity, but all this other is a part of it. I mean, how your, how your employees are actually thinking through the impacts of the pandemic, and now they're going into a different transition period. And most people don't like instability. So when when you have an instable environment, it creates chaos. Chaos creates anxiety. Anxi anxiety impacts morale, and morale impacts productivity. So your ability to really navigate through some of this is really important. And uh, Lisa talked about this, the empathetic leadership aspect of it and really empathizing with what your employees have gone through this past month to include yourself and giving yourself the freedom to really understand, okay, I'm different and, and how you're actually going to perform in the work going in the future. Taking all that into consideration and right now is not the time to be making a permanent decision. It just isn't uh, because it's going to change again. And so when when if you attempt to make a decision like that, it, it will again create volatility within your workforce and it will definitely have an impact. And one, one of the other things that I think we ought to really bring up, Lisa, is, and we've talked about it with a number of our associates. And, uh, you know, we talk about the importance of having a business coach right now. And, and more important now than maybe ever before, because there's so much coming at you and we, and we really do help clarify for you direction. How do you get from point A, B, C, D, all the way to Z? We're, we're experts at that. We have that ability. 
So when we talk about your bench in terms of external advisors, certainly the business coach, us, the executive business coaches, I'd be right at the top. You should also have, in addition to your CPA, a labor law attorney, especially now. I mean, Cal OSHA we've seen is changing some of the requirements, you know, almost daily. Uh, we, we have talked to some labor law attorneys and they've said, it's just hard to keep up with this. It's hard for the attorneys to keep up with it. Yeah. So it's absolutely hard for the business owner to keep up with it. And, and these are things that become important to uh, the viability of your business and can be a threat. And a threat has to be addressed immediately. If you're doing something that's counter to Cal OSHA uh, regulatory uh, guidance, that could impose a penalty, you know, whether it's a financial penalty or even a suspension of services. Whatever that may be, you have to, you have to be able to consider that. So you have a business coach, you have a CPA, you have a labor law attorney, and, and one other, I think, if you don't have an in, internal human resource, uh, then you should find an external human resource advocate for your business. Those four become really important to seat on your bench if you want to have a thriving business. Great. Agreed. So we're coming up to our end time, and this may be a good time to summarize some of the things we talked about that are going to help our listeners navigate through the return to office to be or not to be and how to be. So what would you say is the summary for our discussion? Well, let's just start with uh, your mindset, making sure that you understand that things have changed. You have to be able to accept that. Second is, is that the way your systems operated before the pandemic are different now. So you should be rechecking your systems, processes, and procedures. Third is, you've got to set up new standards. What, what are your work rules and how are they going to be applied during this transition period? And, and then finally, fourth is really considering the workforce in total and, and the, the overall impact on this change for you know, probably the next uh, six to 12 months until we get to a new novel business environment where we'll, we'll, we'll have greater certainty on what the impact of the pandemic and these other variants of the uh, strain, the COVID strain are causing on our society. All that's going to have an impact on business, as well as, you know, there's some really positive news out of this. Just look at our economy. Look at the pent-up demand. Look at the uh, public at large just wanting to interface uh, with each other. So there's going to have, or, or there will be, a significant impact on every business. And so being able to position yourself today to take care of what tomorrow we can see is continued explosive economic activity will mean all the difference to the growth of your business. And what I also heard you say is to broaden your bench of advisors um, to make sure that you have those strategic alliances and partnerships that you can go to that are going to help you navigate through the return to the office. So 
we would encourage listeners to visit our website, onetruenorthcoach.com. We have a COVID-19 resource page, and we have been adding to that with timely articles such as what we've talked about today. You're going to see new uh, articles in regards to return to the office and tips and action steps that you can start to consider now. We also have added more in regards to our leadership uh, tools, so please visit that. And then our homepage, you can find out how you can sign up for a business health check. You can read our testimonials and specifically how we help people. And then we also have a blog blog page in which you can be um, looking at our recent articles. In fact, Paul, one of the recent articles that was just published was in regards to return to the office, and that's in the signal. And some videos that we have on leadership are posted there as well. So lots of rich information to help you today, tomorrow, and in the future. Uh, so visit onetruenorthcoach.com as well as our LinkedIn pages. We both have our own LinkedIn pages and we also have a One True North LinkedIn page and a One True North Facebook page. We look forward to seeing you soon. And until then, take care and to your success.